Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, strength and conditioning specialist and owner of The Natty Hour. And thank you everyone for tuning in to episode 55. This is officially season three of the More Than a Physique podcast and episode 55, and I'm so excited to continue to bring you guys a future fitness podcast episode. So thank you all so much for hanging around, listening to me ramble. I'm really excited to have you all here. All right, so to kick things off into the 2021 year, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about supplements. What supplements should you take in 2021? So supplements, the most common concern everyone has when they are first starting their fitness journey. What supplements should I take? That's easily the most common question I get, especially when people are first starting. While everyone thinks supplements are the most important thing when it comes to optimizing your fat loss journey, it's actually the least important. Now, I'm not saying that supplements don't have their place because they do, but there's a hierarchy of importance that needs to be considered before jumping the gun and putting all of your concerns into what supplements you need to go out and buy the very next day you get your fitness plan. This hierarchy of importance, it starts with your calorie intake. How many calories are you consuming in a day? Are you consuming enough based on your goals? If you are trying to lose weight, are you in a calorie deficit? Are you tracking? Are you tracking consistently, accurately? Are there any untracked snacks that are going on that might be holding you back from mastering this? Focusing on mastering your calorie balance is the most important thing to consider when it comes to optimizing your results. The next thing on this hierarchy of importance that we are looking at here is to consider your macronutrient breakdown. So how many grams of fats, carbohydrates, and protein are you consuming in a day? Each macronutrient serves a purpose based on your goals and having a sufficient amount each day is critical. Now we need to consider your micronutrient breakdown as well as your water intake and fiber intake. After those things have been considered, it's time to look at your training program. Are you doing a strength training program? How much cardio are you doing? Then we have to look at your meal timing. Once all of these preceding factors have been considered, now it might be time to look into supplementation. Again, supplements have their place, but worrying about what supplements to purchase before you have mastered everything else that I just mentioned above is like buying a horse saddle and saying, I will worry about buying the horse later. You need the horse to ride it, but you don't need the saddle. So having said that, assuming you have mastered everything we discussed, now it's time to take it up a notch. What supplements should you take? 
And this question, it can be quite overwhelming for a lot of people because the amount of supplements available on the market, the number of companies, and how much we are truly being bombarded with supplementation sales, as well as advertisements that are on social media, of course, that is an overwhelming question for the vast majority of people. The supplement industry throughout the world actually continues to grow, and with the global market, it's valued actually at $20.7 billion, and that was in 2012. You heard me correctly, billion, and then actually over $30 billion in 2019. There are a lot of supplements on the market. And like I said, we are being bombarded with advertisements to the point where it is extremely overwhelming to know what the heck you should actually be taking. So how do we distinguish what supplements are gonna be optimal and what supplements are gonna be a waste of money? Firstly, it's important to do your research. And that doesn't just mean going into the supplement store and talking to the person who is working there. You have to do your own research. So when it comes to the company, are they a reputable company? Some companies have made unsubstantiated claims concerning the efficacy of their products. And in addition, some companies have actually knowingly placed banned substances in their products to enhance their effects. And they do that as a way to be competitive with other products on the market. So as a consumer, doing our research when it comes to the supplementation decision-making is crucial. So some things to consider is how old is this company? Have they been around for a while? If they have, just Google them to make sure that there hasn't been any previous or pending lawsuits in place. If there have, I would probably switch and go to a different company. Those are some very important things that you want to consider when it comes to choosing a company you feel most comfortable with. Quite often, if a company has been around for a good amount of time, they can be a pretty reputable company. But again, do some Googling and see where they are at currently and previously. Once you have established which companies you feel most comfortable with, now it's time to decide, well, what supplements should I actually take? And before I go into what supplements I recommend in the order of importance, I want to encourage you to check out examine.com. I'm not affiliated in any way. It's just an excellent resource when it comes to doing your own research regarding supplements. It's just a website that simplifies the latest scientific research of nutrition and supplementation. So any new hot supplement products that hit the market Examine.com is a great place to see if it is worth the hype or not. All right, let's get into what we are actually here to listen to today. And that is what supplements should you take? Now, it's important to note that these are just supplements I recommend. There are other supplements that are just as reputable and can be very optimal based on your goals, but I haven't included them on that list. Like I said before, the hierarchy of importance, I focus more so on our nutrition and what is being included in my diet where I don't actually take a whole heck of a lot of supplements. So if you know of a supplement that you have found to be optimal for you and I haven't included it on that list, that doesn't discredit its efficacy and that doesn't discredit the fact that it's still a quality supplement that you should continue taking. So firstly, a multivitamin. I recommend a multivitamin because it just helps provide the body with essential nutrients. 
If you're consuming an adequate amount of calories though, and you're adhering to a flexible, well-diverse diet, and you're getting in a healthy dose of nutrients from your food, then you know what? You probably don't always need a multivitamin, especially if your calories are super high. But as you continue to reduce your calories over time, say you're in a fat loss phase, it can become extremely difficult to obtain an adequate amount of micronutrients. And a multivitamin would be extremely beneficial at this stage. You know, it just helps fill in the gaps of any missing nutrients while you are dieting. And then it's just important to note that supplementing with a multivitamin, it doesn't have any harmful implications and may have a small health benefit to long-term users. The next supplement I recommend is a fish oil supplement. You know, the fish oil is probably one of the best general health supplements available. It has a list of benefits that are endless for this reason, and you should probably consider consuming it daily if you aren't someone who eats a lot of fish. If you have salmon a couple of days a week, the amount of omegas that come with that is probably a sufficient amount where you don't have to worry about supplementing with a fish oil, but it doesn't hurt if you're not too sure. And if you don't consume fish for whatever reason, having that fish oil supplement can be very beneficial. Now, when it comes to selecting your fish oil supplement, it's very important to make sure that you have an adequate dose of EPA and DHA. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of supplements, uh, fish oil supplements on the market right now are really underdosed. So making sure that when you are looking at it, you want to get in two to three grams of EPA and DHA per day. So paying attention to that on the back of the label and selecting a company that is dosed properly because some of them are so significantly underdosed that you have to take like six to eight pills a day and who the heck wants to do that? That's just not efficient. So make sure that you select a, a product that is adding up to two to three grams EPA and DHA per day. For anybody who is in the local area, I honestly get the Progressive brand. You can get it at Superstore. It's just two teaspoons. It's a liquid format and I imagine you can probably get it online in a pill format if you would prefer but just two teaspoons allows me to get the two to three gram serving of EPA and DHA every single day. All right, the next supplement is going to be a whey protein powder. Now, whey protein, it can be an excellent supplement if you struggle to get an adequate amount of protein from your whole food sources. So this supplement, it could be used to help achieve your daily protein targets. Having multiple servings per day is totally safe and has no impact on short-term long-term health that's always a common question when i'm recommending people to have more than a scoop of protein powder a day well can i have more than one scoop absolutely you can and a lot of people who are vegetarian or vegan they will have multiple scoops a day upwards around two three or even four scoops depending on the person's protein targets for the day now a lot of people will ask me well can i take a collagen protein instead of whey protein powder. While collagen is a good supplement to help aid in stronger nails, hair, and skin, it's not a complete protein source like whey protein powder is. So feel free to take collagen protein, but I would recommend you take it as well as whey protein powder versus as instead of. All right, the next supplement here is gonna be a vitamin D3. It is very important, especially for my fellow Canadians during the winter months. As you know, we aren't seeing a whole heck of a lot of sun right now and it can have 
an impact on our mood. With everything that is going on in the world, without going off on too much of a tangent on that, our moods are probably at an all-time low for the majority of people. So if we can try to help optimize that as much as possible with other strategies, of course, but even just through supplementation by making sure that you're getting enough vitamin D, it will help. You know, having an insufficient amount of vitamin D in our body can compromise our immune system, which we all know we don't want that right now. So it can be extremely detrimental to anybody who is training hard, dieting, or performing any type of activity at a high level. So any basic vitamin D supplement that you can get at your drugstore should suffice. And I've seen some really insane recommendations by other people in the industry. Make sure that you're only getting around 2,000 to 3,000 IUs a day. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble supplement, so we want to make sure that we aren't consuming too much of that due to toxicity levels. So don't let that freak you out, but please don't consume 10,000 IUs a day. 2,000, 3,000 should do the trick, and that should be the recommended serving size on the back of the label of most supplements. Next, we are going to move on to some more performance-based supplements, and the first one is going to be creatine monohydrate. Monohydrate being the key word here, and we'll get into that in a second, but creatine mono, it is one of the most tried and true supplements for enhancing performance, primarily your intensity, strength, and even recovery. Creatine is naturally produced in our body, so don't freak out when I say to consume creatine. It is one of the safest products out there, despite some of the myths that you have probably heard. We get creatine from food sources as well, such as meat. However, it's extremely difficult to increase our creatine stores to such levels without supplementation. So creatine mono, it's uh, one of the most researched, like I said, safest products out there. But please don't get creatine mono mixed up with other creatine products on the market. A common one is creatine HCL, which promotes less water retention. Even though that is what it is promoting, just because a product is marketing something a certain way doesn't always make it true. So for a bit of homework, I would encourage you go on to the examine.com website I previously mentioned and just go research and see what it says about creatine and you'll easily get the answer that you're looking for in regards if you should be taking creatine monohydrate or creatine HCL. Now when you select your creatine monohydrate supplement, there are typically instructions on the back to do a creatine load. You can totally do this if you want to, but I honestly, just for convenience purposes, would just recommend having one serving size and make sure that you have it every single day. Women, it's about three grams a day. Men, it's about five grams a day. Just make sure that you have one serving every single day and that should do the trick. doesn't matter really when you consume your creatine. You can have it before you work out, after you work out, first thing in the morning, the timing of it doesn't really matter. Just making sure that you're consistent with it, getting in that serving every single day is more important. All right, so moving on here, we have next the branch chain amino acids, also known as BCAAs. So BCAAs, they are the building blocks of protein. And if you're consuming an adequate amount of protein, they aren't really all that necessary. BCAAs don't really have a lot of hype that a lot of people think that they do. But if you're not consuming meat, if you're a vegetarian or you're a vegan, consuming a BCA supplement is definitely recommended. And that's just because when you're consuming plant-based protein sources, again, they aren't a complete protein source. So quite often you are lacking one of the most important amino acids, which is leucine, because that helps promote 
muscle protein synthesis. So making sure that you get enough leucine in the day is very important. So therefore, supplementation would be highly recommended if you are a vegan or a vegetarian, making sure that you get BCAAs each day. And as well too, if you are in a situation where you need to train fasted, then as well having BCAAs to sip on while you're training before you're training makes a big difference with your performance. So the last one we are going to talk about here is the pre-workout. Now pre-workouts, I think that they can be very beneficial, but they should be used sparingly. They do help increase performance during resistance training, but I would avoid trying to use them every single day because of your tolerance levels. And if you do train at night, unless you are one to stay up super late, it's probably not advisable just because having that amount of caffeine that are typically in pre-workouts in your system could start to affect your sleep. So you kind of have to play with it based on you, but for someone like me, I don't have caffeine past three o'clock because I know that it will impact my sleep. So that's something to kind of consider when it comes to taking a pre-workout. Now, as well too, when you're selecting your pre-workout, this is where your research regarding the company is going to be extremely important. Like we talked about, there are companies out there who will knowingly add banned substances into their pre-workout products. And there's so many pre-workouts on the market that they do so, so they can be competitive. So it's very important, again, to do your research when it comes to your company of choice. All right, team. So those are my go-to supplements. Of course, like I mentioned at the beginning here, there are others that can be beneficial. So don't take my word for it. If there's anything that I didn't mention here, that is not to discredit them whatsoever. These are just my go-tos, but just make sure that you're doing your research if there's anything that I haven't listed on here. Like for example, if you feel like taking glutamine is optimal for you, then go for it. It doesn't hurt. Just be cautious of outrageous claims by other supplement products. And please, for the sake of your wallet, just save your money when it comes to fat burners and waist trainers. All right, team, I hope that this was helpful. That about wraps up this week's episode. If you have any questions regarding anything I talked about today, I'd be more than happy to answer, clarify any concerns that you might have. Feel free to email me. My email is thenattyhour at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, thenattyhour.com, for other resources if you want to continue learning. Thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.